It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, the show that's so nice, we actually do it twice. Speaking of so nice, I love saving time. I love saving money. And I'll be honest with you guys. You know what I pay for? I pay for saving time. I pay for convenience. That is Postmates. Your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Red wine at noon. Sushi at midnight. Ibuprofen 10 a.m. Breakfast burrito at 8 p.m. I don't care. Anything. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. Crazy. No more trips to the store. Download the app on iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses. Track your delivery in real time. Here's the deal, though. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Tell me that's not amazing. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code FANTASYFEAST. That's code FANTASYFEAST for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code Fantasy. Feast. He's Joe Dolan. He is an absolute dominator. The number one ranked fantasy expert in the world over the last five years, according to fantasypros.com. I'm merely Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman that loves playing fantasy, loves placing bets on the Even Money podcast. Hopefully you guys know I'm rolling up 16 units so far this season. You should absolutely check that out. Speaking of checking it out, Pole Sports is an online site that allows you to get instant fantasy football advice through real-time polls. So you can't always get advice from Joe specifically for the question you want. They allow you to create a poll with your custom league settings and then get votes and advice from credible fantasy players answering questions such as who to start, who will want to trade, who to drop, who to pick up. It's like crowdsourcing. It's awesome. Once you create a poll, each person who votes or comments has a credibility score. Out Other websites out there determine for you who the experts are. Poll Sports actually ranks it. They know what your accuracy is. The advice comes in almost simultaneously when you post a poll. It's awesome. Head to pollsports.com to set up your free account and get instant advice today. Pollsports.com to set up your free account and get instant advice today. All right, Joe, let's start episode number two with those Niners at the Rams. Good-looking 4.05 p.m. Eastern Time Fox game. Brita and the boys, uh, as of when we're recording this, we don't know Kyle Juszczyk's status. What do you have for me on the Niners? 
Well, you must love uh, Kyle Juszczyk, Ross, because uh, he's like the last bastion of of uh, 21 personnel in the NFL, and so is Kyle Shanahan. Uh, so this is actually kind of an important injury. I know people are kind of making fun of it, but Shanahan uses that 12, that 21 and 22 personnel to his advantage to designing the run game. And look, we saw it uh, on Monday night against the Browns. What we have right now, though, with the 49ers – in their backfield, we have kind of a supercharged version of what we see in Denver, where you have Lindsey and Freeman, and you're not really sure which one to use or which one to rank higher any given week. It's just a better offense. So I feel better about uh, Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman. Breida was actually the guy in this backfield who got all the targets, at least for the running back position. He had three targets and 11 carries against the uh, Browns on Monday night. Coleman had 19 carries and no targets, and even Raheem Mostert had seven carries and no targets. So Breida, to me, he is a lower to mid-level RB2, Tevin Coleman, an upper-end flex play, and Raheem Mostert is not usable right now. Um, those those three guys actually split the snaps pretty much right down the middle. Uh, we had 34% for Breida, 34% for Coleman, and 32% for Mostert on Monday night. But Breida and Coleman are the two guys I'm focusing on with the, the edge to Breida if I was choosing between all three. Okay, let's talk uh, Kittle and the receivers. Well, uh, the receivers, I wish we could have come out of week number uh, their week number four bye and gotten a little bit of clarity of what they're going to do at wide receiver, and we just didn't. Not a single wide receiver on this squad played more than 63% of the snaps. That's virtually unheard of. The only two teams in the NFL who are really doing that right now are the 49ers and the Ravens, and Really, the Ravens have Hollywood Brown, who's their only playable wide receiver, and the 49ers don't have one who is playable. I wish I could tell you, like, I thought Debo Samuel was the guy I would most most like to have here, but unfortunately, just not getting it done right now. I think all of their receivers, maybe with the exception of Marquise Goodwin, are droppable and nobody can be played right now. Uh, even against this, these Rams who have really struggled against the pass, I just don't know who I would trust. It would only be a guessing game at this stage. Okay, let's get to the Rams. They have had some extra time. It'll be an interesting game because the Niners short week, Rams extra time for this game. Who are you looking at from the L.A. side? Well, um, it's worth pointing out that Akello Witherspoon missing time for uh, for uh, the, the 49ers. He's got an ankle injury. That's huge for Robert Woods, who really hasn't gotten going. And with Brandon Cook suffering his third documented concussion at, at this point, I don't know. I would consider him questionable at best for this game, even though uh, he suffered it on Thursday night. So this could be a big time Bobby Woods game. Get him back in and going uh, against against this roster, against this uh, 49ers defense. And every week is a Cooper Cup game. There is nothing about Cooper Cup's game that suggests this is unsustainable. There's nothing about it. Jared Goff looks his way. I think he's gotten at least nine targets in every single game. He has four consecutive games with 100 yards and a touchdown. This guy is special. He is uh, arguably the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Like, you, you would be hard-pressed to convince me 
to trade Cooper Cup for any other wide receiver in fantasy. Now, uh, would I prefer Michael Thomas in a vacuum? Sure. DeAndre Hopkins? Sure. But why would I trade Cooper Cup right now? He has been so special. He's like an anchor for a lineup. You can consider playing him each and every week against each and every opponent. And with the 49ers a little bit dinged up in the secondary, it's another great week to use Cooper Cup. You can also consider using uh, uh, Josh Reynolds in this game on the lower, lower end if Brandon Cooks does indeed miss with the concussion. Running backs for the Rams? Uh, it's Todd Gurley, and that's it. Uh, we thought early in the year they really were going to rotate him in and out, but he played 93% of the snaps last week. Malcolm Brown barely got on the field. Uh, he played only 4% of the snaps. It's Todd Gurley, whose ceiling is a lot lower than it used to be, and and most importantly, his floor is a lot lower than it used to be. But he's a hot, he's a lower-end RB1, and you hope he gets in the end zone. The one other guy I need to mention is Gerald Everett, who played a career-high 81% yeah. of the snaps last week. He had 11 targets. This is a guy who, if you've been struggling at the tight end position, maybe you have Delaney Walker, whose usage has has fallen off, off the cliff. If you have Greg Olson, whose, uh, whose targets and production have fallen off a cliff, maybe Gerald Everett, who played 81% of the snaps last week, even with Tyler Higbee active, he's somebody to consider picking up and putting in your lineup. Moving on to the Falcons and the Cardinals. Falcons... Uh, very disappointing, uh, but the offense still moved They're the ball terrible. against the Texans. What do you got there? The the Falcons are just atrocious right now, and if they cannot get Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley going in a big way against this Cardinal secondary, how can we even begin to trust them? I mean, Matt Ryan is putting up numbers because the Falcons' defense is so freaking bad that Matt Ryan needs to throw the ball. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's thrown for at least 300 yards in every single game this year. And Julio Jones is still having too many inconsistent performances. Uh, uh, I'm calling it right now. I'm starting DFS lineups with Julio Jones this week. I can't imagine he doesn't get going in this matchup when both teams are probably going to give up quite a few points. I I, I can't imagine Julio doesn't get, get going this week. Okay. Um, what about running back tight end? Uh, it's just Devontae Freeman. Unfortunately, Edo Smith is one of those fantasy thorns uh, right now. Uh, Edo Smith is, is a guy who isn't doing enough to really be useful for fantasy on his own. Uh, he's a low, low-end flex at best, but he's hurting Devontae Freeman, who finally got in the box. It was his first touchdown of the season last week. Uh, he still looks pretty good to me. They just haven't been able to block. I think uh, I think Freeman is a decent enough DFS option because I think he'll catch passes, um, but the guy who everybody's going to use for DFS because nobody's going to be scared off by what happened with Tyler Eifert Ross, everybody's using Austin Hooper in DFS this week. Just lock it in. This is the matchup for tight ends. And Austin Hooper has actually been one of the five most productive tight ends in all of fantasy football. He did it again last week with six catches for 56 yards against the Texans. Austin Hooper is going to be the chalk DFS tight end play of the week, and it's hard to make an argument against it. Hmm. All right, how about for the Cardinals on the other side? Kyler's running. Yeah, Kyler is running, and that's been an important part of their offense, and it could continue to be an important part of the offense this week because David Johnson is dealing with a back injury. And Cliff Kingsbury said early in the week, we're not really sure how he's going to feel at the end of the week. So for those of you who had David Johnson, and for those of you who even don't 
Chase Edmonds needs to be a preliminary waiver wire pickup this week, and he would be super chalky for DFS if David Johnson were to miss this game against Atlanta's Swiss cheese defense because uh, Chase Edmonds actually looks pretty good. Had a 37-yard touchdown run last week against the Bengals, caught three passes on four targets. So Chase Edmonds, if David Johnson misses action, is going to be super chalky for DFS and should be owned in standard leagues. Yeah, that's a really good point. He's a Harrisburg kid. CD East went to Fordham. Um, what I, about? I knew he went to Fordham. I didn't know he was a Harrisburg kid, though. Yeah, Harrisburg, Central Dolphin East. What about? Um, what about some of the other skill guys for the Cardinals? Well, you would think this would be a great week to get uh, Christian Kirk going. We'll have to check on his status. He missed last week's game. I think it's like a high ankle sprain, so I wouldn't anticipate he'd play in this game. Uh, Kyler Murray is a good streamer this week, though, because I don't trust Atlanta's defense against anybody. Um, I'd like to see them get better in the red zone. Uh, They've been terrible in the red zone, but Kyler is running, and this, this Atlanta defense can't stop anybody, so I think this is a good week for Kyler. Anybody else needs to be discussed, or can we move on? We can move on. Uh, They actually used their tight ends more last week. Both Charles Clay and Max Williams played up and over 50% of the snaps, but both guys got only one target, so neither one of those guys is useful. I'm starting to think, as we get to the Cowboys and the Jets, I'm starting to think that Kellen Moore may not be the next Bill Walsh. There's a chance he's not the next Bill Walsh. The Cowboys took advantage, and, and Ross, you got to beat who's who's in front of you, right? But they took advantage of a cream puff schedule for the first three weeks of the season. They beat they beat uh, the Redskins, they beat the Giants, and they beat the Dolphins. And then they come out against real opponents the last couple weeks, and they don't look good. And look, Dak Prescott's getting it done for fantasy. He, uh, outside of the Saints game, he's getting it done for fantasy. But Ross, he threw for 463 yards against the Packers. He made some good plays, but... Watching that game, would you have said he played well overall? Because I wouldn't. No. No, he's lucky to, he, he's lucky he didn't have a couple more turnovers. Yeah, one of the interceptions was not his fault, uh, the one that went off of Amari Cooper's hands, but he had, uh, I think he turned the ball over on consecutive plays, was bailed out by a flag. The Packers dropped another. I mean, he could have thrown five interceptions in this game. And, and that's even if you take away the one that Cooper cost him. So we, the, the key here, I think, in this game is, is if Tyron Smith's going to play. Because if Tyron Smith plays, I don't really see how the Jets are going to be able to slow down this Cowboy offense because Cooper's been awesome. When Gallup has played this year, he's been awesome. So Prescott has these weapons at his disposal. I'm still throwing him out there as a top-five fantasy quarterback in this matchup against the Jets because even with Sam Darnold back, I don't really see how the the Jets are going to score points. Okay. Um, Anybody else? Cowboys. Well, Ezekiel Elliott, you play him each and every week. Tony Pollard uh, played, I think, only four snaps against the Packers. Uh, he got a carry on all of them and looked pretty good, but Zeke is their guy, uh, that, and that's it. It's I think Cooper is a locked-in wide receiver one. I am playing Gallup as a wide receiver two with upside. I think he's a really cool DFS option this week. I think Dak is a top-five quarterback and solid DFS option this week, and Zeke's a hammer running back one. Even with Darnold, the Cowboys are nine-point favorites in this game. Wow. All right, well, let's get to the Jets. Darnold is playing. That's official. We know that. What does that mean? Does that do anything for you? 
Well, it really raises the ceiling and the floor of this offense. Uh, I, I I think you, you have to understand how just abysmal Luke Falk was. And it's not his fault. He got put into a position where he wasn't even expected to be the backup. And, and Trevor Simeon then got hurt. So you, you have to understand that. It raises the floor and ceiling for Le'Veon Bell, who you play each and every week. And finally, maybe Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder will come back from the dead. Uh, Anderson had just one catch against that Eagles secondary, if it tells you how bad Luke Falk was. Um, the guy I'm really focusing on here, though, Ross, how much will the Jets use Chris Herndon, the tight end? And I think this guy's got a chance to be special. We saw it in the preseason. He was a heavy part of what they wanted to do, and they haven't been able to use him. Chris Herndon, I'm actually willing to play blind for DFS and for uh, and for season long this week because I think Sam Darnold is going to look to get him the football, and I think Adam Gase is excited to get uh, to get Chris Herndon involved. Remember what Adam Gase did a couple years ago when he had Peyton Manning in Denver. Julius Thomas was a huge part of what they did. I see that kind of skill set from Chris Herndon. Let's get to the Titans and the Broncos. Another 425 p.m. CBS game. We can start with the Titans. Uh, One guy you can play, it's Derrick Henry. I I really hope you didn't blow your fab budget on 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 AJ Brown and Corey Davis because that was the biggest fool's gold for fantasy that that I can imagine. Marcus Mariota is just not very good. I mean, 22 pass attempts against the Bills. To credit to him, he still hasn't turned the ball over this year and uh and the Bills are not an easy defense to play. But 57 of his 183 yards came on a screen pass to John U. Smith. And that that just seems like all of Mariota's passing yards this year are coming on well-designed screen passes and that's credit to Arthur, to, to Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, but he's not getting it done for fantasy. There's no consistency whatsoever from these wide receivers. Doesn't mean they're not going to have games here and there, but they're not people you can trust in your fantasy lineups. The one thing I will say is you can trust Derrick Henry because this is the lowest lined game of the week at under 40 points. That suggests it's going to be close enough for Derrick Henry to get his customary 20 touches. He is the only guy with Delaney Walker falling off the face of the earth who you could consider against a Bronco defense that showed up last week and dominated the Chargers. Um. For the Denver Broncos, I love the way Philip Lindsay runs. By the way, I, the, yeah. the Broncos like Flacco, their receivers, the running back—they're not as bad as their record indicates. No, and and here's the thing I'll say about Joe Flacco. I said it last week on the pod. If Joe Flacco two weeks ago against the Jaguars, he did this. If Joe Flacco throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns, and included in that, he leads your team down the field to score a go-ahead touchdown within two minutes, you need to win the football game. And he did that two weeks in a row against Chicago and Jacksonville, and the defense coughed it up. And Vic Fangio, pardon my French, Ross, he put his boot up this defense's ass, and they came out and they dominated the Chargers last week. You know Vic Fangio blames those two losses on his defense and not on Joe Flacco. They came out and played the way they want to play. Flacco had a bad pick, but he's playing clean football overall. Cortland Sutton looks really good. And Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman has been fine. He has been fine. He has been, you could argue, better than fine. But Philip Lindsay, there is just something different about this dude when he gets the football in his hands. There is something explosive about Philip Lindsay that Royce Freeman does not have. And to me, it's a little bit bizarre 
that the Broncos seem intent on limiting his snaps. He actually played fewer snaps than Freeman last week, despite getting 19 opportunities to Freeman's 15. I totally agree with you, Ross. There is just something different about this dude. He runs nasty. He runs mean. I love him. He kind of reminds me, they don't have the same style, but just in terms of enjoying the style, kind of reminds me of Ahmad Bradshaw. Just in like, oh, I wow, I really that. like that dude's style. Um, yeah. All right, how about the Sunday nighter? Are you rolling? Are you starting Devlin Hodges in all of your leagues, Joe? Uh, the unethical, the unethical pharmaceutical company, Devlin Hodges. Uh, uh, <laughs> he actually looked better. <laughs> you like that one, Ross? You ever see the fugitive? Yeah, love it. You ever see the fugitive? That's a favorite of mine. That, that, I know, actually, I know. That's probably it's my funny. favorite movie. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so I, he actually looked better than I thought he would. I mean, seven – I don't know much about him. I know he went to Samford now. Uh, seven for nine with 68 yards passing. Unfortunately, it's a small sample size. We know the guy uh, essentially was their fourth-string quarterback because they traded Josh Dobbs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I am downgrading this entire passing game. Uh, the, the, I, don't, I don't see how you can't downgrade this entire passing game. Juju is a wide receiver, too. Uh, and I'd probably bench everybody else. Maybe I t- I'll take a shot on Deontay Johnson with James Washington dinged up, uh, but I don't see how you can't downgrade this entire passing game. The entire Steeler offense is going to go through James Conner with Jalen Samuels. Uh, we found out today is Tuesday when we're recording this. Today we found out uh, that Jalen Samuels went underwent an arthroscopic knee surgery. He's going to miss a couple of weeks. So this offense is going through James Conner. I'd be stunned if James Conner doesn't get at least 25 opportunities in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. How about um, receivers, tight ends for the Steelers? Uh, again, I'm downgrading the entire passing game. Uh, Deontay Johnson and Juju, uh, I'll take a shot on Juju as a wide receiver too. We finally saw what we needed to see out of him last week. Um, but Deontay Johnson, if Mason Rudolph doesn't play, and apparently there is still a chance, I can't imagine that he will, but there's still a chance that he does, uh, maybe I'll, 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 I'll upgrade both of these guys. But Juju and Deontay Johnson with James Washington dinged up, the only two guys I can consider using. Even Vance McDonald, who played last week, not somebody I'm really interested in. The Chargers on the other side got Melvin Gordon back, and he did not look as good as Austin Eckler. No, and he I don't think he will continue to look as good as Austin Eckler. That being said, they are touchdown favorites at home, and they, it seemed like Gordon was their early down kind of grinder guy. And I would think in this game, Gordon, if the game flow goes as projected, will get more touches than Eckler. Eckler, by the way, this is exactly why I said I would try to buy low on Eckler rather than selling him because I think people were going to underestimate how much they want to use him. 15 catches last week as they were playing from behind. Melvin Gordon's going to be their grinder. Eckler is going to be their hurry up back. But this would be a good spot for Melvin Gordon to get going. Uh, I'm going to use him as an RB2 this week. Okay, what else we need to say for the Chargers? Mike Williams had 13 targets. He still does not look 100%. You saw him a couple of times just in utter agony with that back injury. Uh, Keenan Allen's going to have a bounce back game this week. He had four for 18 against Chris Harris and the boys. I think he's bouncing back this week. The one guy I need to keep an eye on Hunter Henry's status this week. He returned to practice. He was out there doing some drills last week. Can he get a full week of practice in maybe play this week or next? That's somebody who, if he's been dropped in your fantasy league, go get him now because I think they have big plans for Hunter Henry. 
Monday night football. It's the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Jones hosting the Detroit Lions. Talk to me about the Packers and Aaron Jones. There is one Aaron on the Green Bay Packers who is fantasy relevant right now, Ross, and it ain't the quarterback. How do you like that? That a hot enough take for you? I love it. I love well, it. Why is he not fantasy relevant, though? Well, well, I mean, because he's not within the top 15 quarterbacks for fantasy. He's only had one game where he's been start-worthy for fantasy, really, and that was against that was against the Eagles when they were in that kind of shootout. But Aaron Rodgers has just six touchdown passes in five games. Six. Not very good. His current touchdown percentage is 3.3%. That is by far the lowest of his career. His previous low was last year when he threw for 4.2. So that number is going down. So uh, against this Lion defense, which has been really freaking good, a lot better than than you might anticipate, I consider Aaron Rodgers with four teams on bye this week a low-end quarterback one. Aaron Jones, on the other hand, as long as Jamal Williams is out, and hell, even if he is in there, I don't know how they could take him off the field. You could have shown me the tape of Aaron Jones last week, and if if you took his name, his number, and his uniform, and you just made it like a plain white uniform, watching the way he ran, I would have said that guy is the best running back in football. He was amazing against the Cowboys. Utterly amazing. You're you're playing him in this matchup against the Lions. I mean, he was freaking awesome. Uh, It is a tough Lions defense, but this game, the Packers are five-point favorites at Lambeau in prime time. I think it's a big Aaron, Aaron Jones game. Okay. Um, what do we need to know, though, about the, the tight ends and the receivers? Uh, as of right now, we don't know what the deal is with Devontae Adams, right? And this is one, unfortunately, you're going to have to have a backup plan because it's a Monday night game. If we don't get a solid update on Devontae Adams by Friday, you have to be prepared to play somebody else. And on top of all that, if he plays, there's a good chance Darius Slay back from injury, could shadow him. So that wouldn't be the greatest of uh, situations for Devontae Adams. Unfortunately, it's hard to feel really good about any of their other options here. Um, They've been getting beat in the slot a little bit, even though they have Justin Coleman. So maybe Geronimo Allison gets it going. But last week against the Cowboys, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who'd been playing near 100% of their snaps, he catches one pass, even with Devontae Adams injured. Ugh, I, I mean, it's hard to trust really anybody else here. And Jimmy Graham did not have a good game last week against uh, against Dallas either. Uh, he ended up putting up just three for 41. He's startable on the lower end at tight end, but I don't feel great about it. On the other side, the Detroit Lions coming off of a bye. Seems like they want to go ahead and get after car- get, get carry on going. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, and the Packers' run defense has been has been exploitable. Uh, the Cowboys last uh, last week ran for 122 yards. You know what the Eagles did to them two weeks ago? The Eagles put the uh, Packers in their sub packages and just absolutely destroyed them on the ground to the tune uh, of 176 yards. Uh, when the Packers played the Vikings, Dalvin Cook went absolutely nuts. Uh, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman they gave up 149 rushing yards in that game. So uh, you would think this is a a great spot for carry on Johnson, but with Jair Alexander struggling last week against Amari Cooper and Kevin King in and out of the lineups with injuries, you would think this is a decent spot for both Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones as well. 
and with the Packers projected uh, as as five point favorites, the Lions playing from behind. I wouldn't be shocked if Kenny Galladay and or Marvin Jones have good games in this one. I'm playing Kenny Galladay as a high end wide receiver two and Marvin Jones as a high end wide receiver three. Joe, you have outdone yourself again this week, my friend. I hope you are you this good on sports betting advice. I hope you are. Maybe you should be the one doing the challenge for me every week at podcast1sportsnet.com. I cannot believe I haven't won this yet. I've got plays this week on Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, Browns. Make sure you've gone to betonline.ag to take care of the best bonuses in the business for Podcast One. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. Five zero using the promo code podcast one at betonline.ag. That is the key, baby. Betonline.ag, promo code podcast one. That'll do it for the fantasy feast for week number six in the NFL. We're with you all season long, even into the postseason. The fantasy feast podcast never leaves you check out the even money podcast today as well as andrew brandt he was bringing it on the business of sports as well as of course on the ross tucker football podcast other than that totally stuffed joe dolan filling me up i think we're done here thanks for listening to the fantasy feast podcast make sure to also subscribe to the ross tucker football podcast even money business of sports and the college draft all available at apple podcasts ross or wherever podcasts can be found